Hey everyone, welcome back to the Literacy-Based Speech Therapy Podcast. My name is Ashley. And my name is Kaylin. We are both licensed speech-language pathologists. If you have a love for picture books and want fresh ideas for using them in your therapy sessions, then you're in the right place. Today on our episode, we are doing this or that. We're going to be comparing two of our favorite books, There Was an Old Lady Who Swallowed a Shell by Lucille Calandro and Sharing a Shell by Julia Donaldson, two of our favorite authors. So go grab copies of both of the books so that you can have them to follow along with us. We love both of these books and we think they both have a place in your therapy room, but we're going to be sharing which one we think would have more impact with your students. And so you can also print off the note-taking template we have for this episode. It will be shared in the show notes. So just to give you a quick summary of both books in case you're not familiar, there was an old lady who swallowed a shell by Lucille Calandro. So it's very similar pattern to her other, there was an old lady who swallowed books. It is about the old lady. She swallows a shell. I don't know why she didn't tell. So there's a lot of rhyming. You won't believe why this lady swallows a shell, a crab, a fish, a gull, a pail, some sand, and a wave. But at the end, you will find the hilarious results for this book. And then there's also Sharing a Shell by Julia Donaldson. In this book, we discussed in our previous episode, episode four, it is about a crab who needs to find a new shell because the crab got bigger, so he needs a bigger shell. And then he encounters two friends, other sea creatures in this rock pool, and they have to work together as a team. They have friendship going on, but they have to work together as a team to survive in this ocean life book. So Ashley, if you want to start us off with why we would use There Was an Old Lady Who Swallowed a Shell in Therapy. Right. So this is a very popular book, this whole series, There Was an Old Lady for Early Childhood, specifically in elementary students. It's a great ocean theme, great beach theme, really great for sequencing. So if you have kids who need to work on sequencing a story, this is a great one. You can also predict, like, what's the next thing she's going to swallow? What's the next crazy thing she's going to swallow? It has great rhyming. It has really great repetitive text. So if you have kids who have speech sound disorders, apraxia, who need that repetitive text to join in and feel empowered in their you know, speech phrases, this is a great book for that. It's a great example of an action sequence. So it's not a complete episode. So if you have students who need that, then you know an action sequence is not going to give you a problem solution. There's no plan, basically. Right. And so there's a place for that, but it also is a cumulative style. So what that means is the story builds upon itself. It is a great book if you have students working on the L speech sound, TH, SW blend, or the SH sound, you would get a lot of high frequency sounds for that. Yeah. Your speech kiddos, the simple sequencing, that predicting, the rhyming. So if you have those very narrow goals, it's a great book and it's simple, it's quick. And then again, like the action sequence, the cumulative style, that all plays in with the sequencing because with cumulative style, 
you build on it, similar right. to Napping House, where it says one thing and then it adds to it. And so the whole story does that, which really allows you to get high frequency practice with she or swallow or shell because it says it on every page. It does say it on every page. With that cumulative style. Yeah. To me, the illustrations are a little out there on all of these (laughs) books. They're kind of hard to, in my opinion, they're hard to relate to and discuss. Her head is giant in (laughs) in all of these books. It's a very simplistic book. You're not really getting deep with any of the old lady books. There's not a lot of vocabulary. There is some. There's some, but again, it's the whole, but you could also, there's just better books. And well, I don't want to say better books. Maybe I do. Do I want to be that harsh? (laughs) It's a great book. If you use this book, it is great for certain things, but that's why we do this, this or that is because. Right. Because here's the thing. A lot of our kids, a lot of our kids have language goals that can be solved through narratives. This is the hill we're dying on. There are so many great books to choose. And while the old lady books are cute and they offer some sequencing and predicting and rhyming, there are other books that offer all of those same things and so much more. So that's why we chose the, instead of this book, read that book, which is Sharing a Shell, By Julia Donaldson. By Julia Donaldson. So this has your similar, so you're saying shell because it is about a hermit crab with a shell. It is great for the early childhood and elementary. So the same population it's great for. It is an ocean and beach theme, but yeah, which is the same. It has rhyming, same. And then it also has the illustration study, but it's a little more in depth. So you're getting more from this book. Because you you can infer with the pictures. You can infer facial expressions and the why of that. There's some angry eyes and some curious or it's just some shock, some surprise. So you can use that to address the social emotional concepts that you can't address. It's just there was an old lady who swallowed a shell. It's a silly book. It's a funny it's book. It's a cute book. The characters in Sharing a Shell, you're getting, through their facial expressions, you're getting their relationship. Yes. And then you can also tap into- Take perspectives. Yes. Come from, there are three characters. There's the hermit crab, there's the bristle worm, and the anemone, Anemone. the enemy. So those three characters, you can- tell the story or have your students tell the story from their perspective because they right. have so much of a voice in this book. And then there's also the adjectives. There are a lot of adjectives in this book. So you can address that grammar concept of a bright purple blob and also, again, the blob, that BL. So you can refer to the characters' names and get that blah. That BL sound, you can get the crab sound, you can get the, so the bristle worm, they call him Brush, that's his name. So you can also work on that BR or that SH, that final SH sound, because you're talking about the character. So whenever you're asking questions, it doesn't necessarily say those words throughout the whole book, 
repetitively in a high frequency. But when you ask, ask the questions, you can work on their mean length of utterance and have them answer using the name of the character. So you get that speech sound. Can I read a yes. page? Yes. Yes. Because this is a this is a page kind of in the middle of the story. And it's it has all three characters and it's really cute. So it says, look, a brush thing trying to get in, wiggling and making a fuss. Go away, brush, whoever you are. You can't share a shell with us. I'm not a brush. I'm a bristle worm. Please let me in. Don't be mean. I love doing housework. I'll suck up all the scraps and keep the shell lovely and clean. So you're getting... On this, just these two pages, you're getting the discussion between all the characters, you're getting rhyming, you're getting some vocabulary, you're getting some complex sentence structure, you're getting the purpose of each animal. I mean, the fact that you're learning in an early childhood book that a bristle worm has a purpose for an ocean life shell, that it cleans up the shell, that goes really deep and can lead to some really great discussions. So anyway. And also the social of the that. Social. Don't be so mean. Don't right. be mean and share. We all and have to live together. And yes. think about how that can relate to a, a classroom. You know, we all serve a purpose. We all have to get along and get, you know, work together. As a team. That's just, and, and then you heard the rhyming in that text. You heard the adjectives in that text. And also with the perspective taking with those pages, look at the change in their facial expressions. Yes. What do you think they're thinking whenever the brush or brush says, don't be mean? Yeah. And so you can have each kid in your therapy session, like take the perspective of each character. Why would that character say that? Why would he think that? What do you think he should do? And so you can predict what's going to happen, how they're going to get along and how the story is going to end. Cause there is a little storm that happens and they kind of go their separate ways, but then through the storm, they kind of make their way back together and realize that, you know, it's better to work together as a team. So this is a great example of a complete episode. And we always try to find books with a complete episode, at least just to give kids that model of a good narrative because so many of them have that goal and have difficulty understanding the sequence or the plot of a story. So then, so a good parallel story, again, we mentioned this in episode four, but A House for Hermit Crab. So you get that whole concept. If you've already read that book, or you can read that book next of a hermit crab growing out of his shell. So if you look at on another page, but look how they've grown. The shell is too small. You're getting too heavy, says crab. I'm fed up. With being your taxi, it's time that you found a new cab. So again, figurative language. Figurative what? language. What Introducing does that even mean? That? Being a You're taxi? not going to work on that with early childhood, but the exposure to that and trying to just explain it to them what that means. Maybe the text now should say Uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's a taxi? What's a taxi? <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm not going to. We could change the text. I'm not yeah. your Uber. And just find a, a rhyming word for that. And then blob, how ungrateful. So you can work on that vocabulary synonym, like finding a synonym for that, and then telling a parallel story. So in A House for Hermit Crab, he doesn't encounter this 
social problem of not being ungrateful. They're just all friends and willing to help each other. But this one, there is that figure it out. That friendship dynamic that have you ever had a conflict with a friend? And you had a problem with a friend where you had to work it out. Have you ever Mm -hmm. had a problem with your sister, your brother? Maybe your brother didn't share with you. And so relating that concept with your students would be great. Yeah. So these are two really great books. There was an old lady who swallowed a shell and then Sharing a Shell by Julia Donaldson. We just think you should read Sharing a Shell by Julia Donaldson. (laughs) I mean, you know, our time is limited. They're both great, but our time is limited. Get more bang for your buck. That's That's my favorite thing. Yes. Well, and again, you are working in groups. You're working with so many kids on your caseload. How many kids in your caseload are going to get everything they need in their old lady? They're not. And then, but you can address so much. You can simplify it. You don't have to, again, work on the figurative language. You don't have to work on all of those social emotional. You could just simplify it and work on the rhyming, but then you're not having to when you're working on this book with other students, you're not having you to look for another book. You can right. just use the same and just yeah. pull You can other scaffold stuff. it. Yes, yeah, scaffold, scaffold it for it. your students. What you're pointing out to early childhood kids is going to be different than what you're pointing out to first and second, third graders. So just to backtrack. So with the this or that, we talked about two different books and then I added a house for hermit crab. But then just to help with this, like how... Ashley and I talk about this all the time about why a book, why are we choosing this book? And there's a lot of thinking that goes into it, a lot of digging information out. And we did this for like on on some of the products that we have, which is the key teaching points. There's a theme version and a seasonal version, and then also the blog that we have. And we have read these books and we have ticked off just certain components that we could use with using this book. And in that, honestly, when I've done worked on the key teaching points or the blog, I've really realized, oh, there's only three things that I can get out of this book. Wow. And I can get seven things out of this other book. Yeah. And and it's it's mind blowing. Right. So if you have the narrative key teaching points, it's the book inventory where we go through when we we pull out all of these things. So use that to your advantage when you're deciding, because A, our sessions are limited. We can only use so many books with so many kids. Choosing the right book can have such a big impact on your sessions and the goals that you can attack with them. And your brain with, you won't have to think of all these things. Right. Be It's all there. Be intentional. And right. we have the ages listed. So it's the work is done for you. But if you are going to digest these books, as you're working through books even if you don't have the product, think about what all can you get from this story? Why am I pulling this? Why book? am I pulling it? Does it have a complete, is there a plan? Is there a problem that needs to be solved? Because again, when our students are talking, are they able to tell a story about, I went to the ice cream shop this weekend with my family? Do their stories make coherent sense? Do they make sense? And so if we don't model it for them, and what a great way to model it for them with these picture books. So again, the just the blog, we've done it for you. There's a filter feature, and then we have the key teaching points. 
So on our next episode, we are going to be doing a deep dive into two books. One is Dude by Aaron Reynolds. We mentioned this in the last episode, but we're going to go really deep page by page on everything you can get out of this book. And then we're also going to do a deep dive into Ribbit by Rodrigo Fulgaria. And this is a really cute book as well. So print off any of the templates in the show notes and join us on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know you're a busy SLP, so thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Click the description for this episode on your listening app or go to sweetsouthernspeech.com to access the show notes. We will include any links mentioned. And to continue the conversation, come hang out with us on Instagram at Literacy Based Speech Therapy, where we share lots of books to use in your therapy sessions. We would love to hear your thoughts on what you heard today. Please leave us a review on your listening app. We'll catch you in the next episode.